welcome to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes at Sea. Be yours truly alongside the one and only AD. We're back in the house again talking a little All Elite Wrestling. Cap Rooney, what is going on, sir? I'm excited for this week. You know I love my All Elite Wrestling, so I'm excited to talk about this. We got a great show for this week that I'm excited to uh, dive into. Me too, and you know what? I, I am too. We've, we've seen this thing from the birth with, with All In, and here we are today and seeing it flourish into a, you know, a... a and a true alternative uh, and, and a great product that we enjoy uh, watching and discussing on a regular basis. So oh, here yes. we are. Um, so we've got a big pay-per-view coming up, right? Yes, full gear. We'll be there. We will be there for sure. So hopefully we'll get a couple of nice little uh, photography and, uh, you know, maybe even if we can, trying, trying. Mm-hmm. To get backstage uh, to um, do maybe a little ask a couple questions to some mm -hmm. of uh, the key stakeholders in yes. elite wrestling, including their main man himself, Mr. Tony Khan, who I'd love to meet. Fingers crossed. Fingers He's like crossed. my dream person. I'd love to meet. <laughs> I I think we could become friends. I think you two would become best friends. Honestly, we would become friends. Tony, we'll be friends. Let's hang out. You'll you'll be surprised. Like the you know you we'll have fun. It'll be a good time. Um, but. Full Gear's coming up, Newark, New Jersey, November 19th. Uh, I'm excited. You and I will be there uh, ca catching a firsthand live glimpse of every, all the action uh, from the arena in New Jersey and uh, what should be a rocking crowd. Um, but uh, as we record this, we're still kind of shaping what that card looks like. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of, um, a couple of little uh, McNuggets out there of what might be coming. Yep. Uh, we know what the main event looks like, but... Mm -hmm. Outside of that, it, a lot of it, there's a couple other things they just, they're starting to announce a little bit on social media and on Rampage, um, but that card's going to be built in the next two weeks. Yes. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what do you think uh, we might see as they fill out this card here? So there's a lot of unknown with a lot of, but then there's some things you, it's kind of obvious it's leading to. Uh, the first one I think we can talk about is I think you'll see Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus go at it again, you know, Luchasaurus, you know, shoulder arm whatever it is right now is a little banged up but i think he'll be okay to go um if that does happen i do expect to be you know not your normal standard match they already did that on dynamite i expect like you know a special stipulation whether it's a street fight steel cage uh something more intense to take that to the next rivalry because you know since christian cage has been injured uh luchasaurus has had to kind of pick up the weight that christian cage you know had to unfortunately let go of uh in that feud um so i think they need to you know, continue to keep that heat going till Christian Cage can come back, which, you know, he's going to be out a while, unfortunately, with the injury he has. Um, but I think that's a match we will see if they're both healthy, and I think it would be a great match as well. Well, luckily for Christian Cage, he's uh, absolutely stellar on the microphone. Mm -hmm. And I think he makes for a great manager, especially as he gets into his uh, past prime years. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he just he makes for a great heel manager. Um so with this being another matchup, and and if let's say they do lock them in the steel cage and yep. they end this feud, uh, which I think would be a good stipulation because it's like all right now Christian's out of the picture, they're yep. locked in there, no one in, no one out. Um, let's put a close to this feud, especially since Christian interfered in the last match too they had. And what do you think, regardless of where they go with it? Where I mean, because we've got a little time till they actually confirm this, and then yep. we could talk about predictions as we get a little closer. But mm -hmm. where do you think they go post this feud? Like where? Do... Jungle Boy 
I'm not sure about. Luchasaurus, I think a good idea for him would put him in the TNT title picture against Wardlow. That would be good. Two monsters going at it head mm -hmm. to head. Yep. Uh, I, I like it. I think Wardlow needs a new challenge, which we'll get to uh, in a little while. Yep. Um, but I think Jungle Boy would be good to take perhaps the All-Atlantic title and kind of elevate that a little bit and have a little mm -hmm. run with the title, a singles title, just to say, hey, um, I'm on my own. I can stand on my own two feet. I've got a lot of talent. I've got a lot of charisma. I've got a unique look and character. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think Jungle Boy needs something like that, something new, something fresh, just kind of break away from the whole uh, Jurassic uh, you know, tag team and faction to like kind of... Start a little fresh, put a little fresh coat of paint on uh, Jungle Boy a little bit. Yep. So I'm all about it. Uh, let's move on the card a little bit. Uh, something else we kind of talked about off camera a little bit. Uh, what are we doing with Sammy Guevara on the card? So I have Sammy Guevara facing Orange Cassidy because, you know, since Orange Cassidy's taken the All-Atlantic title from Pac, he really hasn't been in a feud. He just kind of just shows up in these, you know, little cameos while guys are having backstage segments and just says... Let's fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like last week, just had a second where now he's going to have a three-way next week on Dynamite where two guys are arguing, you know, I want my shot. I want my shot. And Orange Cat just casually rolls in. Let's do this. So that's... <laughs> that it's, a, it's... I mean, you got to love Orange Cassidy, but it's it's tough because it's like, what do you... Like, to go beyond that kind of half-comedy character that he mm -hmm. has going? Like, yep. how do we, like, drill down a little more into that character, get him in, like, a, yep. a storyline? I don't know if it's a love interest thing that he gets emotionally mm -hmm. tied up or he gets in some kind of, uh, goes against some kind of psychotic heel that really mm -hmm. tries to break him, like, psychologically. Uh, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, because he's him. great in the ring. It's just, you know, all mic-wise, you know, I think it's just the, party is just you make he tries to convince you he's just this lazy guy that doesn't care and that's his character and he just he just kills it in the ring do you think this is kind of like the ceiling for orange cassidy i think yes maybe honestly because you know at this point you know he is what he is you know he, i think he's more than deserving of having a title run because he's always been in those title matches and they always have him lose and he always, you know, tears the house down with whoever he faces. So I think it was, you know, fitting to give him a chance, especially, you know, because they probably didn't want Pac to be a double champion because it takes away from him being able to, you know, work the one one title he has. So I think that's why they took it off him. And I think Orange Cassidy deserved a chance to have a title to see what he can do with it. I don't know how long of a reign it's going to be, though. We will certainly see, uh, but time will tell. But if they do plan this matchup, Sammy G and Orange Cassidy, mm -hmm. it will be spectacular. Yeah. It's not gonna Indeed. be a no it's gonna be one of those no storyline matches of something that can tear the house down. Something know? I could see that they maybe even open the card with because mm -hmm. you always look for that spark to get yep. the, get the crowd into it. Yep. Uh, or it, maybe not the opener because there's no real emotion tied to it but somewhere in the middle maybe, yep the middle of the show when they need to relight the crowd back up again they mm -hmm. put something fast paced like this in there mm -hmm. uh, so i'm all about it uh, so let's keep going a little bit let's go over to the ladies we've got uh one of my favorites jade cargill the reigning tbs champion mm -hmm. and a future women's world champion uh in her own right and a 
future star of the making if she's not already considered a star uh jade and we're talking a bit a little bit about her against nyla rose next yeah the re i think this one's pretty much a lock at this point because you've had the storyline where nyla's taken jade's title and now you know she's keeping it away from jade and jade wants her title back um so i think just naturally they're gonna go at it i mean the storyline doesn't really do much for me it's been very lackluster i'm personally not a nyla rose fan i think she's not very good on the mic her character is just very blah to me come so in and destroy people and leave yes yeah. yeah and her mic work like i said not a big fan of it um so i feel like she's kind of through this storyline brought jade down because jade had been doing good work but i feel like you know it's affecting the TBS, TBS title and bringing it down a peg from where Jade had it to because this storyline just isn't doing it for me. I can see. And now where do you think they end this Jade run? Because she's on this historic Goldberg-like mm -hmm. run where she's just kept going through lady after lady and had this yep. un unbelievable undefeated streak going. I think it, at this point, because you think who's there that could take it, the title for her right now... The way things are set up in the company, there's no one that's ready to take it. The only like stars you could see that could take it is maybe like a Britt Baker, a Soraya, but they're have their own thing going on right now. So I don't think she loses it for a while. So maybe you could see a Revolution. Maybe you could see not till double or nothing. But I think it's going to be a while still that before she loses it even though it's getting to the point where she's beaten almost everybody considering the record she has. And it's almost like the TBS title has more prestige than the women's world title, I feel like, just because... Mm, I, mean, I, not yet, I, te I tend to disagree with you on that one. I don't know, I just, I think the, the, if you see who's holding it and the level of competition that they hold it, the, the standard they hold it to, mm -hmm. To where at that that just puts it as well like when she yeah. loses it, it's gonna be a big deal it is gonna be a big deal for sure but i don't think it's at the level of the AEW women's title prestige wise yet well, we can certainly get there for sure um let's go over to uh we got a little teaser on social media by the time this airs we'll probably have a little more clarity yeah uh, but our friends uh buddy matthews uh Al, excuse me malachi black mm -hmm. uh and and um Brody King uh, have made it known that they may be making a reappearance very soon on our television screens. A little vignette teaser today. Love a good tease. Mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah, uh -huh. because they, Malachi, and that made it seem like they would be gone for a while. And, you know, it's been about a month, maybe a month and a half since they've been gone, so... And they were even teasing that he was going to be released. He asked for his release. He was going away. They, like, offset had a little, like, uh, hug as in they were, like, parting ways. Mm -hmm. um, and he showed up on an indie promotion recently and kind of hinted that, uh, I don't know what's next. Yep. Um, so, uh, I don't know. But it sounds like they're coming back, is what, and I'm happy about that. I am. I think, you know, there's a lot they can still do, and uh, I'm excited what they can do, because I'm a big fan of Malachi Black. I was a big fan of the House of Black, and I feel like they were a little mismanaged uh because especially the way malachi came into the company he came in piping hot and i feel like you know they did a good job introducing the house of black but i feel like from the time they introduced it they didn't do a great job on handling it the way they should have i agree and what i think they need to do is build a long-term feud and we'll kind of pivot mm -hmm. uh into that next uh 
I want to talk about the elephant in the room mm -hmm. of bringing back the elite. Because I have them on the card penciled in against Death Triangle to try to regain mm -hmm. the AEW World Trios Championships. Yeah. So I think that's the logical thing for them to do is to go... The storyline is, you know, we're here to take our titles that we didn't lose um, against Death Triangle, who, you know, as a trio are extremely phenomenal together, maybe the best in the world at the trio right now. Um, I think, though, if they did ha if they did go that direction, personally, I would like to see Death Triangle win and House of Black return at the end of the match to set up that feud, Death Triangle, House of Black, to reignite that feud. That was a very good uh, one they had going. They had phenomenal uh, matches on TV, phenomenal matches on pay-per-views. Um, and then I would like to see House of Black take the trio titles eventually from Death Triangle because I think they're the ones who can elevate that title best outside of the Elite because if the Elite gets it right away, I feel like it's just them, like, you know, entitled, we're this role in the company, we're going to take these titles right away. They need to reestablish themselves in the company first before they can get them back. I like where you're going with it, and everybody loves a comeback story, mm -hmm. but what gets me excited is to kind of pivot back to our last topic, is somehow either put the titles on the House of Black first or on the Elite first, but set up a long-term mm -hmm. multi-part feud with the House mm -hmm. of Black versus the Elite, that even includes a big blow-off singles match between the one and only Kenny Omega and Malachi mm -hmm. Black. I'm all about this story. I think it would be great. You can do all kinds of things. You have like the 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 EVPs, the pros, and you know almost mm -hmm. like the they're almost like the four horse modern day four horsemen yep. uh, versus you have the the dark psychotic like you know do whatever it takes. You know, pull no you know pull out all the stops in the House of Black. So like the, the good like the good versus the evil and it's just there's so many different things you could do there. Mm -hmm. You could have side tag matches with uh, Brody King and Buddy Matthews versus the Young Bucks, which I think would be really positive. That, that could be a really good combo there. And then you have the singles match. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I Kenny think that'd be and the, I Black. Think that'd be the best trios feud they could possibly have in the company. Period. I think set it up for a while. That's that. You got to do it, Tony. Mm -hmm. Tony, my main man, Tony. <coughs> like, putting a feeler out there. That, that's something I think people really get excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, and a perfect view to kind of bring uh, both of these two returning factions back in the fold full steam ahead. Mm -hmm. I agree. Love it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, all right, let's pivot over to the reigning and defending Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, the one and only Hall of Famer himself someday chris jericho the reinventor himself he is that's a good nickname that he would probably trademark right now because he trademarks a new nickname every yep. week he's got a new one every month it seems like this week. he's the ocho <laughs> he's the wizard he's like champion he's yep. a little bit of the bubbly lace sex god he's the pain maker yep yes i don't blame it he's a businessman and that's what's made jericho we talked about last week on the show about being able to reinvent yourself mm -hmm. keeps that longevity in the business going a little bit yes and Chris Jericho has always had the opportunity to reinvent himself at the right time that keeps him... He's been in the business for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he still doesn't... He doesn't feel like a Legends act. No, definitely not. He's not or like a his, farewell, his farewell tour. No, he's not. Like, no. 
Like when Ric Flair came back 20 years ago against, uh, you know, against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and then he had the Shawn Michaels match, and he was with Evolution mm -hmm. his last few years. And then before he, his real final run that he had, like he felt like, all right, he's an older guy on his way out. I don't feel like that about Jericho. Jericho is in his 50s mm -hmm. and still performing at a high level and still in title contention and top feuds on every pay-per-view event that we have. Yeah, he's always at the top, and you know it's great to see someone at his age doing so well. Because usually, guys at his age don't do so well in the ring. You kind of start thinking like, "Oh, this guy doesn't belong here anymore," but he doesn't show that at all. So I think that's why you can put him in the consideration for one of the best of all time because of the way he still performs in the ring at his age. I would vote him as the best of all time because a lot of guys have taken time off for several years and come back and done little stints of things, or they become part timers, but. Chris Jericho has consistently been pretty much an every single week performer. Mm -hmm. Outside of a rock tour or two yep. with Fozzie. I mean, he's taken some time away from WWE during uh, the mid-2000s mm -hmm. for here and there. But outside of those concert tours that he's done, he's been a super consistent guy for the last three decades. Uh, and, and found absolute success in every kind of era that he's been a part of and every single promotion that he's been part of and still to this day, like, one of the best. Yeah, so going into that too, you know, you have to have your Chris Jericho on the card. Um, so I think you're going to see him face a rematch with Claudio for the ROH title uh, because you just had Claudio pin him uh, this past week on Dynamite. So that's why I think naturally it leads into them facing each other. Now people could say, why not do it at Final Battle? Um, I think, you know, they might go another route with Jericho for that. Uh, don't know what yet, but I think, you know, it's right to have him face Claudio now, um, where there's already something there instead of trying to drag out what's going on with them. You don't think they put the title back on Claudio right now, right? No, I think they're going to keep it on Jericho and, you know, use Jericho to segue into Ring of Honor's TV deal or streaming deal, whatever they're going to get, which Tony has teased, you know, is close. Um, I'm excited. I'm yes. excited. Yes. And that's a whole other show I want to do soon is once that gets announced, rebuilding Ring of Honor. What does that roster look like? Where do they go with, uh, with initial feuds? Because, you know, they got to come out of the gate hot. That's, a whole other show that we can get into. Mm -hmm. uh, I just feel like some they've been building and teasing there's some kind of chemistry, love-hate thing between Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho. And somehow I feel like it's going to end up in a big blow-off feud with Daniel Garcia versus Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World's Championship. Uh, and it would be a great opportunity to do that at Final Battle. And if they're going to make this a kind of separate them a little bit, mm -hmm. have Daniel Garcia go over to Ring of Honor to be like the new modern day Brian Danielson mm -hmm. and be the cornerstone over there and keep Jericho kind of on that main roster. Mm -hmm. AEW move Daniel Garcia to go let him flourish and be that guy for the new era of Ring of Honor. I could see that definitely still. You know, it's just you wonder what's going to happen since they just had Garcia rejoin the Jericho Appreciation Society, was it, you know, a way to get close to Jericho just to, you know, take him out finally this time? Uh, I don't know. You could. You could, and we could see. But there's so much you could do there. Mm -hmm. You could put him over there, you move Samoa Joe over there, you could have Samoa Joe, Daniel Garcia, yep. in a really hard-hitting series of matches, mm -hmm. and just kind of really get back to that old-school Ring of Honor 
of mm-hmm. 20 years ago when it was like small buildings guys yep. just going beating the shit out of each other <laughs> every single week and they had really interesting character developments and, and yep. all that um so i'd love to get back to that a little bit that kind of old school ring of honor era uh so we'll see but i i think jericho and claudio is a good match to kind of get through this card here but i want to see them do something with this daniel garcia chris jericho mm-hmm. some kind of I do too. Match, kind of a passing of the torch yes so, to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's pivot back to the ladies for the next two here so we talked off set a little bit about uh tony storm and jamie hater locking it up yeah i think that's the natural thing that's going because jamie Hader recently has been on fire with the crowd the crowd is completely over with her um and you know tony's the champion so they've kind of been starting to tease it a little bit on dynamite so i think that's the logical match that they go with on that route um the I don't know who would win that match, honestly, because, you know, Tony's been the one to see how over someone gets and, you know, pulls the plug on someone being a champion. Like you saw that with your acclaimed and uh, Swerve in Our Glory, where, you know, originally Swerve in Our Glory kept it. Tony saw how over they were and pulled the plug. Um, so, I mean, I could see something similar even happening with this as well. I, I, I'm i absolutely a big fan of Jamie Hayter. I hope they push her the moon mm-hmm. in, in some kind of big capacity. Uh, I think she deserves it, uh, and just the crowd loves her. She's great talent. She's got the full package for sure. Yep. Uh, so let's pivot over to um, the next uh, match that I have circled here on my sheet, and that's featuring uh, the one and only formerly known as Paige. Mm-hmm. Saray is back in the full, which I'm super happy about. Yes, same. Uh, against you know the the cornerstone of the women's division. Oh yeah. Of uh, all Elite Wrestling of Britt Baker. So this would be Soraya's first match in five years, it it's, feels like. Yes, it's been a while, and, you know, you wonder how she's going to look after not being in the ring for so long. You know, some people come back after injuries and are, out, are gone for a long time, and they look terrible. Right, but the good news is I think it's a smart move of pairing her with Britt Baker, who mm-hmm. is a future Hall of Famer in mm-hmm. her own right. Uh, who will maybe cover up some of that ring rust and make mm-hmm. her look like a million bucks. Out yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely the right person to put it with. You know, if they want to, you know, hype it up as a big deal, why not put her with the top woman in the company? It is, because it's it's uh, like a dream match in, mm-hmm. in some some uh, sense. And I think that some of the tease, like her first match in several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and then before that she was out for a while with another neck injury so hopefully this is a uh a nice kind of capstone to her career and not kind of and she's still young sa- yeah she is and not yeah. ending on a sour note of yep. and the series, series of injuries she wants to correct mm-hmm. yes for sure so next we're going to pivot in we uh what was just announced recently a tag team match looking mm-hmm. at our friend Wardlow, the ring TNT champion, mm-hmm. and Samoa Joe, Samoan submission machine, mm-hmm. against Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. So a lot of meat in that match. <laughs> a lot of meat. A lot of meat in there. You love your meat. I love my meat. Uh, we talked about last week with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Yep. There's a lot of meat in that match. This is a meat match. I think this yep. is going to be like one of my trademarks. Yes, I think that's the way that's going with this, especially after on Rampage they had, you know, 
Hobbs come out and help Brian Cage, which, you know, is a little Team Taz throwback together, getting them together again. Uh, I think this is just more of, like, a card filler match as well, because, you know, I feel like with Wardlow, they're kind of lost on what to do with him at the moment. So it's a nice little way to get him in a match with some experienced guys as well uh, in your Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. Um, and I expect to be a car crash match as well, just like we talked about with our Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. I could see this maybe being like a tornado tag match, honestly. Just everybody just running into each other at full speed. Yep. Yeah, but uh, it, it'll look like uh, if you go to the butcher shop and or the, the uh, beef section of the supermarket, mm -hmm. there's you got your porterhouse in like uh, Brian Cage and Hobbs, and then you've got like uh, Wardlow would be like a New York strip steak, and then you got Samoa Joe like the like the por the ribeye, which's got all the extra like yep. stuff on the side. So um, it should be a really good solid hard hitting match. Mm -hmm. uh, a nice contrast to some of the other matches. I like. When Tony books these cards, you got a nice mixture blend of different styles. Like you've got, if let's say this card all comes to fruition, it probably won't. It'll probably be some modifications to it. But yeah, you've got uh, an Orange Cassie and Sammy G will be a high flying, fast paced match. You've got the Elite and Death Triangle, which will be another fast paced, high high spots match. Mm -hmm. You'll have your. Uh, Classic style match with the Jericho and Claudio. Yep, a very technical match. Yep. Uh, you'll have, uh, and you'll have like your hard hitting big guy match with uh, Ward Joe and Brian Cage and Hobbs. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a nice mixture here, which which I, I like how he does that. It's like kind of keeps you locked in the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So um, let's keep going here a little bit. We talked a little bit about... We've seen some teasers for Jay Lethal, who's kind of been floating around a little bit and, yep. and doing something with Darby Allen. So I'm thinking of two things. It's either a singles match with Jay Lethal uh, or versus Darby Allen, or it's like, all right, that's your main drivers, and then you pull out... You've got that old 68... Uh, Chevy Chevelle in the garage <laughs> that you pull out of the garage once a, once a quarter yep. on pay-per-view in Sting mm -hmm. and you take it for a ride on a Saturday night on pay-per-view. I could see it happening because they've been having Jay Lethal like the last week and now two weeks maybe kick the crap out of Darby um, you know and being, being outnumbered so why not get some reinforcements with Sting so it could be you know, let's do another singles match or two, which they've done already, or let's make it, you know, Jay Lethal and uh, Singh versus Darby and, and uh, Sting. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think they're just, and they'll have Darby go over, and I think they're just trying to hold Jay Lethal over until they get this new Ring of Honor brand set yep. up. Mm -hmm. And Jay Lethal will obviously go back to Ring of Honor. I agree. See, that's he's been Ring of Honor for the last decade plus. Um, so I, I could see that happening. Uh, and everybody loves a little appearance from Sting. Oh, yeah. So Sting's a ratings guy. He is, for sure. So let's bring it to getting to the top part of the card here. And there's two big ones that we have to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, but the trilogy match for the world tag team titles, we have the hottest act in the business, the acclaimed, mm -hmm. in a the uh, rubber match with Swerve in our glory. Yes. Give me your thoughts on this. I think uh, you're going to see... Uh the acclaimed win this match and you're going to see Swerve and our glory finally split because you see Swerve starting to go to that dark place and you can kind of notice Keith Lee 
isn't completely on board going with it. So I think this is the time if they're going to split Swerve and Arguri, it's going to be here where something happens in the match where they have a disagreement on something and then they split off from each other. Uh, so I think the Acclaim for sure are going to win this match if when it is officially announced now. So I think when it happens, that's what will happen with the match. Yeah, I, I think you have to ride the Acclaim for a while till the wheels fall off. They're like mm -hmm. their new day. Yep. They're literally like that. Like, everybody just eats it up with a spoon whenever they come out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it came out of nowhere. It did. So, uh, you have to, if it's if that's what the crowd wants, you got to go with it. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I always get excited when I see Max Caster come out with a microphone. And yep. I'm like, what's, what's he going to say? <laughs> I get like, what's he going to say? He's always clever. Like, I'm like a little nerd. Oh, yeah. What happens. Uh, but I, I agree 100% because, you know, at Swerve in their glory, while they are a great team, I think both of those guys have a lot more potential on the uh, as singles wrestlers. I agree. So what would you, with that, let's go down that uh, road a little bit. What okay. would you do with Swerve Strickland? Ooh, Swerve Strickland. I could see him going into the Atlantic title picture. I could see him going into the TNT title picture as well because, you know, Wardlow's a face and Swerve would become a heel, so I could see that becoming a feud as well. Uh, but I think he'll definitely be in some kind of title picture. I think he plays the heel. He's at least been lately been playing the heel very well. Um, I don't think they'd have him, you know, have all this heat getting onto him, have him do, like, very minimalistic things. They'd have him do something bigger, I think, um, which I would think be in some kind of title picture. I like that. I could see him in some sort of mid-card title feud, mm -hmm. some capacity, or maybe even eventually moving him to the new Ring of Honor if they want to go down that route. They could. They could. Um, not as, just to elevate younger guys, yeah. but also be like one of their top echelon guys because I would say his counterpart in Keith Lee, mm -hmm. you could build him up to be a main event star. Yeah, he could eventually be maybe a future world champion. Uh, he has the talent. He has the charisma. Um, I, I could see him eventually being one of the future champions, especially with all the shuffle going on in the company lately. Uh, you know, I think he's a guy you could depend on, you know, and not have to worry about. And then if, as we're going to talk about in the main event here, if, if we end up with MJF in a top spot, perhaps with a world title, mm -hmm. I think it'd be a really interesting feud with a Keith Lee versus MJF. I could just see, you know, because you got to love Keith Lee. He's like a big mm -hmm. teddy bear. He's yeah. like the, he's like a, everybody's best friend. And yep. then you've got MJF, MJF, who's the like scum of the earth. <laughs> so I could just see him almost psychologically bullying Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. And to make him feel like, oh, he doesn't deserve to be here. He doesn't have the look of a wrestler and, mm -hmm. and all that. And he's all this, that, and the other thing. And just kind of breaking him down. Yep. And Keith Lee, with all the talent that he does have, uh, can I think that could be a really compelling feud on the microphone mm -hmm. and storyline. And then also a great match at the end of the day. It is, but the only thing is we don't know now, after recent, if MJF is a face or a heel... So you don't know, you know, if that would work yet because we don't know where MJF stands yet. I think he's still, he, if you look, if you have to pick one for him, I still think he he is a heel. He, he's a heel, even though people he love it, love mm -hmm. him because they just love the act. But I just still I can't imagine that. And on the they're gonna put him as a true blue face. I think as of this, what's happened recently, he's a face now. 
You think so? so I, th I think the opposite of you. So let's say, all right, let's 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 just dive into it because then we'll talk about where we go after that. Uh, so the world title's been announced. It's mm -hmm. John Moxley versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Mm -hmm. The AEW World Championship at Full Gear in Newark, New Jersey, mm -hmm. which the captains are going to be there right. watching it live in person, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. And I hope you get to talk to Tony about it backstage mm -hmm. afterwards. And maybe even if MGF comes out with the title belt, uh, we get to ask him a question, and I, he, I hope he insults me. Because that would be just like, yes, that one. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. World title match, Moxley, MJF. Uh, let's just call it right now. What, what do we think is going to happen? Uh, I think MJF wins. I know we've talked about this in the past as well uh, in previous shows where we think MJF's going uh, in his future, and I think he's going to win the title. Um, which I think leads into his first title feud, which continues with the firm, uh, which, you know, they just announced the Eliminator Tournament, um, and someone in it is someone who's part of the firm and Ethan Page, who I see winning it to lead into a storyline with MJF as his first big one, because, you know, MJF just had this big issue where he just got attacked by the firm to end uh, Dynamite. So I think it's a natural thing to lead MJF going against the firm and Ethan Page, and that being his first big major title feud. And it's nice; it could be nice to see someone different, Ethan Page, injected into that title picture. Yep. Um, and that's why I start to see MJF in the face role because of how you know it's been going with the firm, where the firm is that natural hero. MJF's going to be that face role. Now he's not going to be your traditional face where he just says all these nice things. He's still going to be that, you know, MJF, you know, where he takes his jabs, but it's, you know, jabs that the fans can get behind still. He's like the cool heel. He's like yes. the NWO was. He's mm -hmm. like Stone Cold Steve Austin initially was. Stone Cold yep. Steve Austin was supposed to be a heel mm -hmm. until the audience made him a face. Yep. So I could, I could see that. I still think you're going to pencil him in as a... This is best work as a heel. I don't know how many miles you get out of him as a face. I just think it's time you see something different with MJF since he's always been a heel. Like, you know, you want to see, we've talked about characters developing. You know, we talked about Drew McIntyre and him needing character development, something new. Maybe this is the new with MJF, whereas, you know, it's a good way to test himself, see how can I handle being a face. It's a nice little evolution for him uh, because everyone's always assumed he's going to be a heel champion. But, you know, what if he's a face champion? It'd be a nice little twist to see how he would do with that. I am open-minded. Mm -hmm. So we will see. And I, I, I'm happy they broke away from the firm. And I just mm -hmm. don't think he needs a faction around him. Yeah. I was surprised they did it so fast, but I don't know if this was always a long-term plan or this was like a thing that was thrown together last second because of the changes that had to happen due to other circumstances. Um, or this was always the plan for MJF to win the title and it lead into a feud with the firm and Ethan Page. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but it's um, it uh, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go with it. Um, I think this is MJF's time. It's it is. The, they put the cash on that investment. He's the hottest star in the business right now. One of the top stars in the business, as we yep. explain our ranks. He's, he's their biggest draw right now. He really is. And it's time to like give him that ball and let him run with it for maybe a year. And see what he does. Yes, and see what he does. It can make maybe he can help boost the ratings even more with him as champion because people want to turn it was MJF as champion do this week. Yeah. And I think if you're gonna put him in a faction again, 
you have to put him with guys that are on his level. Not like it's him and then a bunch of other scrubs around him, like just helping beat up guys. Yep. But almost like a four horseman in evolution where they're all if he's an A level talent, they're all A levels. Mm -hmm. Like something like that, to where they're like an untouchable kind of faction. Uh, but I don't think you need him. I think he's great. He's the best talker in the entire industry. Oh uh, yeah. By far. I think we need to see him on his own because you know for so long he was always with people. You know, he came in originally on his own, but then he had Wardlow with him for the longest time. Then he had Jericho for a little bit, then he was with the Pinnacle for a little bit. So I want to see what he can do on his own. So I think we're in agreement that MJF wins. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the other side of that. Moxley loses. What happens to the Blackpool Combat Club from here? We didn't even mention Danielson on this card. Yeah, because I didn't see anywhere natural to put him yet, you know, because he's been having the thing still with the Jericho Appreciation Society. The only other thing, maybe, is, you know, them, the Jericho Appreciation Society has a match with the Blackpool Combat Club at Full Gear in a six-man match, maybe. That's a possibility. Um, but right now, I didn't see any other place to put him, so that's why I didn't have him on the card right now. But I expect him to be on it. I just didn't know where yet. So, I, I think you have to put Danielson and maybe even... This might be controversial. Take him out of the Blackpool Comic Club and let him be Brian Danielson again. Because I don't think he needs to be a, a, a second part of a group. I think he's yeah. just a legend in himself and can hold his own and he's a star. And that's my thoughts. Yeah, I'm, uh, he would do great on his own. I mean, part of me is kind of curious. What is the Blackpool Combat Club without Moxley as champion? Because that's all we've pretty much known because, you know, circumstances caused Moxley to have the belt thrown on him and they never explored the storyline of Moxley and the Blackpool Combat Club not worrying about titles just together. Um, so I'd be kind of interested in exploring that first before having any splits. Yeah, I think they need to draw that out. Let's thought of that a little more. So what happens with Moxley post this match if he loses? If he loses? might get that six-week vacation he he's might. wanted. And you know what? Maybe it's, yeah, take a little, take the end of the year, I mean, take the rest of the year off yeah. and come back fresh with something something new. Yeah, yeah, he might get that vacation or that he starts getting involved in the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society feud because he's kind of been, you know, separated himself from that feud that's been going on. It's been the rest of the Blackpool uh, Combat Club that's been in it. So you, maybe you could see Moxley and Daniel Garcia something. That would be interesting. And we've yep. seen, like, that in, like, a filler match before when it was, like, 2.0 versus Moxley and the team back in, like, uh, yep. I think the first dance last summer. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they locked up at some point. Uh, but now it's in a whole new development. Both are more mature. Dan Garcia has advanced more mature, and it's got a big development of character since then. But uh, it'll be interesting, yeah. But I think Moxley probably disappears for a little bit after this. Yeah, he's definitely earned a vacation, so I mean, I wouldn't blame him for taking it because he's just been the guy, you know, there for so long. You know, he's there every week. You know, he definitely deserves some time off because I'm sure his body's taken a beating. Uh, he's their ace. The yep, he's he their ace. Is. Yep. He absolutely is their ace. You pull him out, and he can throw a good, solid seven eggs for you every mm -hmm. single. He's the number one guy you can count on. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go to the other side, post full gear, we've got this world title eliminator tournament 
Uh, give me your thoughts on what do you think that might shake out to be? We're starting to see as this is recorded some participants being announced. For yep. So I my finals prediction because I was having a hard time thinking of people is uh, I have Wheeler Yuta and like I mentioned before Ethan Page with Ethan Page winning to feed into MJF storyline. Wheeler Yuta I have there just because I had a hard time thinking of another face uh, to throw in there because uh, naturally your face your go-to face in big spots usually has been Hangman Page but with his concussion he suffered I don't think he's going to be at full gear you know they might take it easy with him so I threw Wheeler Yuta into that spot because you know a lot of the other faces were already involved in something else on the card and he always puts on great matches um but obviously i have him losing the match uh to ethan page yeah and i like that it gives an opportunity to elevate you know a new star on tv not a pay-per-view but give and see what he's got he's got that star quality um uh potential mm -hmm. so uh I'm, I'm excited because it's i feel like this will be a, definitely a new era of new stars in 2023 for and the good thing EW does is they are always giving you something new. It's not the same rinse, repeat. They always try to give you a new matchup that you haven't seen, um, which is why I enjoy it so much. You know, it's always something different. For sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm excited for the pay-per-view. Uh, we've got a little bit of time until then, so we'll definitely break that as it gets closer and the mm -hmm. final card is announced. Uh, we'll be on the air right before the show, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll walk through our final predictions before... Uh, we uh, go into the arena for that. Yes. Uh, so really, really excited. But at uh, this time, I think we're out of time. Mm -hmm. Cap Rooney. Uh, it's, but been it's been a pleasure as always. As always, <laughs> sir. Uh, so we'll be back next week doing it again here on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Wrestling Makes. You can get us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, you name it. You can find the audio version. And if you want to get a, a good glimpse of these handsome two gentlemen here. Uh, you watch us, the video version, live on you well, not live, but on YouTube. Uh, on our wrestling, uh, search Wrestling Makes the World Takes on YouTube. Um, but that's all we've got for this week. Uh, we will see you next time, folks, on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. See ya.